During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. You are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. No good. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. Bass missing wide right from 44. It. The bench is empty. The Chiefs have gone on the road and won in Frigid Orchard Park, New York, in one of the great quarterback matchups we have seen. The Chiefs are going to a sixth consecutive AFC championship. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now, wondering is there anywhere Patrick Mahomes can't win? The moon, maybe? Seren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are, Petro, on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us on a uh, cold, but a little bit warmer. We're, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. Warming up a bit. Getting some things melting. Uh, be careful. That means it'll be refreezing tonight. Yeah. Cost some uh, interesting things this morning as it was hovering around the freezing mark. Yeah. I've never walked across my parking lot slower. Really? I look like Tim Conway, for those who, who were old enough to remember his shuffling old man that was me walking across well it's smart move because i yes I did a baseball slide down my steps last <laughs> exactly. night which are brick yes and my leg shows the damage um yeah, it looked like you'd lucky fallen out of a tree in the middle yeah. of the forest for those those scratch those scratches uh and scratches yeah it's kind of it, it looks it looks like I, I basically you know did a baseball slide on a sandy <laughs> yes you know rough infield or something like it was a rough go it was a rough go i'm, I'm not put gonna something on that i'm just saying you think yeah maybe maybe some kind of a topical really i never done that true okay i'll look into it we'll see <laughs> uh we'll see I, I i'd monitored the situation but yeah but people were leaving and so i was walking folks yeah. out and you know just took a step on the uh on the first step down and that foot went out and the other foot was still behind me, so I basically did a baseball slide down the stairs. I'm amazed you didn't snap every tendon yeah. from the waist down. I, it's it's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Because I am not what we would say athletic. <laughs> that's, so. that's me. I'm like, if, if I get going one direction, I'm, I'm going to hit the ground. Yeah. There's no, there's no saving this body. Uh, Chiefs win. 27-24 over the Buffalo Bills. How about one of the great quarterback matchups that we've seen, Kevin Harlan said. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I unlocked the phones for them to be locked again, but the phone lines are now back open at 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810, the number. Open are the lines. <laughs> Adam has things he has to do when we first get started. He's like, I'm not not messing with the calls. You can grab it right now. Um, 
Let's start. Is it fixed? Are they back to being the best team in football? They're not favored. They're going to Baltimore. They're not a massive dog. They're not catching nine and a half like no. the Houston Texans were. No. Uh, but Only are they, one point off this past week. Are they the equal to the Baltimore Ravens now? Have they solved all of their problems? Um, I won't say they've solved all of their problems, but there were a number of things that happened yesterday that seem to suggest that they are at least en route. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looks every bit of what he's, you know, you would hope he would be in the postseason. That that was a he – he had one or two throws, like the, the one to MVS early. In the end zone, there was a shot that he missed. But for the most part – he he was just stellar yesterday, even by his his standards. Um, the running game looks strong. The offensive line was fantastic. Jawan Taylor, no issues. Um, they will they may have to absorb the loss of an all pro left or left guard. And I had a lunch today, so I it, it, nothing's come down official I, on him I yet. Not I, seen I, anything. They were still awaiting MRI results on Tooney. I uh, by the way remind me uh, I need to mention something about that gotcha. later on. Um, it just occurred to me. <laughs> but, There's been a lot of that lately. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never heard of somebody having a peck issue, and then it's like, oh, it's just a strain. It's all good. He, t- a couple days, and he'll be good to go. You leave a game, I get usually torn. Yeah, if you have an MRI, that's the, they, they want to see the severity to which it's torn, not whether it's torn. Yeah, and so uh, I... Um, Nick Allegretti, you know, time to... Like, they got a pretty good guy to step in, but that just now means nobody else can go down. And Donovan Smith has to stay. Everyone has to stay healthy this week, and maybe they get back Wanye Morris. That would be nice. Uh, for depth. For depth. I don't need one anymore to start. Oh, no, no, no. No, but you, you'd want something in case someone goes down. Um, but they they ran the ball fantastic. Um, MVS, throw some roses at his feet. Uh, two really good plays. If he's going to be, like if that unlocks something in him, that changes what you can do offensively. Um, they, for the most part, shut down the big play. I mean, they, the, the Bills ran the ball for 180 yards, but did so on 39 carries. They didn't really give up much to the running backs. They didn't give up much in the swing pass game. They pretty much held uh, James Cook in check there. They're really the only thing that really beat them up was Josh Allen running the ball up the middle, and they got some runs up the middle and on some big plays. But for the most part, they, they kind of choked off the big play. Not a single play, 20 yards or more for the Bills, and the Chiefs, meanwhile, had eight. Um. The negatives, stupid, <laughs> just stupidity from from Nicole Hardman. Um, and not a particularly good decision by Chamari Connor, but he's trying to make a play. I mean, there's a kind of understand that. that. There's the ball. Today. There's the end zone. Man, if I scoop and score, this bad boy's over. Yeah, but you know. Um, I was having that conversation today. There are there are defensive coaches that'll tell you, like I think I, my rule might be if you're a fatty, if you're a lineman, fall on the ball because mm-hmm. you ain't scooping and scoring anyway, Tubbo. So get on the ball. But a DB trying to scoop and score. I mean, there are coaches. I mean, I think Rex Ryan coached. We, we want the big play. We want the touchdown. I mean, I think that was one of his things. Like he was like the, the first coach I ever remember saying, like, yeah, I know the old adage is just fall on it. We want possession of the ball. But he's like, well, you want the score. 
puck. If we can get it, we want the score. I think it depends and on the score. So Shamari Connor is a guy who could take it the distance. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's not a lumbering lineman. So to me, know. it's the score. The score is important. If you're down, I think you want to scoop and score with a four, a three point. Or that's a tough one to say. It is to process in your yeah, head. It is. Oh well, we're we're up, so I'm going to fall on it. Yeah, that's that's true. Particularly for a, a, a player that doesn't have a lot of experience and really hasn't developed what you'd call an, an instinct in that regard. But ha- getting possession with the ball at midfield to the five minute mark with a a three-point lead would have been pretty pretty nice. Down four, maybe you, you take some more chances. But as you rightly point out, that's a difficult um, middle-of-the-play decision to expect a second-year player to make. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not here to say it's all fixed because McCole Hardman is not going to be fixed. I mean, the hot air balloon will remain yes. in the sky for that it's guy forever. Such a good... Uh, I asked Andy Reid, you know, and I, I gave him the out of like, listen, do you have, because we heard, what was it Eli Drinkwitz last year about Auburn? Like, we have a rule. It's got to be fourth down for you to reach out for that. If it's not fourth down, you don't reach out. We talk about it. And, you know, it's just, it's just, you can drill that into guys. Some guys will get it, others won't. McCole Harmon will never get it. No. And you just understand that. Yeah. And so, but you want his speed. That, that's a play he's good at. He got most of the way there. I, you know, but they just always seem to be a little bit sloppy. They did clean up the penalties. I think they're playing their best football. I don't like that they got pushed around as much as they did on defense, on, on the run game, on the Josh Allen part of the equation, because yeah. it's not a shock that uh, Josh Allen, you know, was was running the ball. That, that didn't, you know, stun anybody. Right. But... I, I do think, you know, so that was a little bit frustrating. They didn't get him on the ground. They didn't sack him once. That was frustrating. Um, Chris Jones, whew, somebody want to help me out where he was? Dude, I, I actually posted on, on, I know I sent some t- Oh, I had a buddy who sent him out, sent out a milk carton. I mean, I, yeah. I made that and he well, made I, a little. I said I saw the, the, the new weather man at Channel 5. I saw his kid more than I saw uh, Chris Jones last night. And it was like 10 to 1. Somebody. Yeah, it was every. Where is he? Where is he? I mean, it can't just be that we double Chris Jones and that's it. Like he's there's got to. They've either got to move. Like I'll say this, I, I think Brady may have got the better of Spagnolo in this one, right? Like in their head to head matchup, because then move Chris Jones around. I'd like to see Chris Jones fight through a double team. He seems to have no interest, but I'll apply to Chris Jones what I, you know, what Bill Self I thought was you know one of many things I've learned from Bill Self. But when he talked about listen, Azubuke, he, he can't go hard up and down the court every time. It's a, it's two hundred ninety pounds that he's taking up and down the court. Those guys don't fly around. It takes a lot of energy to get him up and down the court. Chris Jones is two hundred ninety plus pounds. I mean, I get it that he's not going to play every snap on defense and and play it like his hair's on fire. I, I you know whenever defense well, I'm going kind of take some time off that. Yes. Uh, and it's a reality of, of the human condition. Maybe it's why he's good in the fourth quarter sometimes. But once, freaking once, <laughs> fight through a double team. Don't just be like, well, I took up two guys. I did my job. Which, to a degree, a degree he did. I mean, I, I do want to be clear. Even if he doesn't fight through, if two guys are on him, he is helping the defense. But it would be nice to see him blow up something in the run game. Yes. You know, it, it would be nice if we weren't just sack hunting all afternoon. Right, like I, 
I grew quite frustrated watching that game yep. and watching Chris Jones. If it, you, I'll, I'll, I'll haven't had a chance to look at it again. I'll see maybe my first impression is too harsh, and I'll look back and be like, "Well, there's one where he fights through. There's one where he fights." Through. I didn't see that, but you know, you can sit here and say, "Well, you know, they won, and they could have had a scoop and score, or at least possession of the ball." And Patrick Mahomes missed a couple of throws. And they, you know, fumbled one out of the end zone. So really they're seventeen points better than the Bills. No. This is who they are. This is what they do. Right. Like they have a bunch of guys largely grouped at wide receiver. I, you know, I like do you think McCole I, I don't think he you know, like when this is where I think and this is gonna sound blasphemous, people, but bear with me here. Um, you know, is football important to him? You remember that? Remember yes. hearing that a lot? Yep. You know, in addition to the process and mm-hmm. everything, but I don't think football is real important to McCole Hardman. It's just what he does. He's just good at it, right? He's just a good athlete, and he plays. I don't think McCole Hardman, like not knowing you got to go tag a guy down to me, like those are guys who don't watch football all weekend. Patrick Mahomes goes home, and if there's a Sunday night game, he watches the Sunday night game. And it's that experience, right? I've talked about it with coaches, that a lot of times the only game a coach watches all week is his game. He watches that video. He he coaches in the game and is part of it. And then he watches video of that game, and he dissects it from different angles and different positions and grades out players and everything. But he doesn't watch, you know, the early game, the Sunday night game, the Monday night football game, three games in college football Saturday, plus the Thursday night college football game. Like, he's not taking in all those games, and that's why sometimes I think he shouldn't they, be. <laughs> they have, well, he's got things to do, but yeah. I think sometimes that's why they're not great game managers, because they really don't have that many games worth of experience in watching the game flow. They have just the games that they participated in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's McCole Hardman. Somewhere, if you watch football all the time, you see someone do what McCole Harmon did when he, you know, a couple weeks ago when he didn't touch a player down. You see a guy fumble it out of the end zone. Like if you're a football junkie, which probably right now, Sean, Travis, Jim, Rodney, Keith, who are all lined up ready to go, are probably all football junkies because they're waiting to talk football with us right now. And we've seen pretty much anything that could happen. You know, Denny Matthews has a great line where he's like, you know, and almost every game you see something you've never seen before in baseball. That's nuanced. But not really in football. I've seen it all. I'm going to tell you at whatever that 52, I guess I am now, I, I've seen it. I've seen punters take a safety to blow the point spread, to blow my cover, right, and step out of the back of the end zone. I, I you know, I've seen... Hail Marys work. I've seen Hail Marys not work. I've seen backward passes. I've seen backward passes not called, like in this one, where it was a forward pass and the Chiefs didn't challenge it. Like, I've literally, I think, seen it all. And so have just about every football junkie out there. And I and I think there are players like Kadarius Tony and McCole Harmon that haven't seen it all because about the only football games I think they watch are the ones they're playing in. And they don't have a feel for all the nuances that come to the game. That's up to Andy Reid to get the most out of them. That's why you find those guys in the second round because off their athleticism, they should have been top five picks. But they don't get it. And they ain't ever gonna. 
And so until they get some people at wide receiver that football is important, you're going to see screwy crap from this team. They're going to do something screwy against Baltimore. The question is, can you overcome it? They were good enough to overcome it against Buffalo. Most of the time, they're good enough to overcome it. The screwy things that are absolutely going to happen. What are they going to do? I don't know. I have no idea, but they'll do something screwy. It's what this team has done all year. The question is, are they good enough? Can you beat Baltimore by 10? Because that's what you got to do to win by three, because you'll do something screwy in this game. And it's also on Andy Reid to maybe better understand but Andy um, Reed, the flow. To, to go all the way around, Andy Reid today said in his press, I asked him, mm-hmm. do you have that fourth down thing? Yeah, he's like, I don't want people reaching out at all. I've I've seen enough of it. No, yes. but it's you know it happens. And he made a mistake, and he knows it. Yeah. And somebody's going to do it again. The, the Some idiot's going to drop the ball at the yes. two when he's walking in because we've seen that. I've seen it. Seen Deshaun Jackson do it. I've seen. I've seen it probably at, at least ten times in my life. The, the linebacker this year for Utah did it. Yeah. Or was it Arizona? Uh, Anyway, but Utah was involved in the game. But there was a linebacker who had a pick six, was walking in, and he dropped it at the freaking, like, four. I I don't know why they do this stuff, but they do it. And they're going to do some. Will you be stunned if McCole Harmon drops the ball at the three when he's going in for an easy score? No. You will not. And if you are, welcome to your first (laughs) Chiefs game. Well, how much of that, though, in that situation is the responsibility of the head coach? I mean, here's how I set that up is that you've, you've just turned the Bills over on a, on a fake punt. The first play from scrimmage after that is 29 yards from Isaiah Pacheco, who was gashing them all day. First and goal at the three. I, I, you decide to run a, a, a somewhat of a gadget play to a guy who doesn't have the best history of having good judgment in key situations. If he has a rule, don't reach out at the goal line. Don't run a play for a guy who has a history of doing stupid stuff. I mean, it's it, because they don't score, it's easy to say, well, just give the ball to Pacheco and he plows through. Except he did all night. And he did in a similar situation later in the, or earlier in the game in that spot. He plowed right through the line, was stood up at the goal line, and pushed the guy into the end zone. I I, I, I hear what you're saying. I will defend the Chiefs from this standpoint. You know, I mean, like I said, I and I understand Scott Pioli wouldn't, the McCole Harmon would not be a draft pick of Scott Pioli's. He, I mean, because football's not important to him. In the draft interview, he'd have sat there and he'd have talked to him, and he'd have been like, you don't no, we're not drafting this guy. They prioritize other things. But when you are picking 30, 31, 32 every year, you don't get the complete package. So you got to you you have, that's why the coaching is so important. You got to rely on that we can make these guys better. We're going to get the Island of Misfit Toys. Mm-hmm. Right? The train has square wheels. Can we can we sand those down and make them round and and get them going? That's what you got to do. And so to your point though about well just give it to Isaiah Pacheco is one, these guys got to play. Somebody's got to go out there and play. And 
part of the reason why Pacheco works is they've got all these end arounds that you have to leave the backside linebacker has to stay home. So part of the reason why Pacheco gets 14 yards or gets to the second level sure. is because nobody's crashing down. They're not coming because we've got to take care of all these options. Wait a minute. They sometimes play action this. Look at the wide receivers taking a step back there. This could be a bubble screen over there. As a safety, I can't go flying in there. He might pull pull the ball out and throw it down the line, and now i got to get over there. So all the window dressing is part of what actually makes the simple dive play work because they force people to stay home. But I get your point. Like, And I think they've gotten a lot better at it, right? MVS played because he had to. <laughs> and God bless his little heart. Yeah. He came through. Yes. I, I mean, of all days, <laughs> for that guy to show up, hello. I tweet. I texted a friend last night referring to him as the Frank Clark of the offense. There's an yeah, yeah. There's an element to that for sure. I mean, Frank Clark, MVS, Kadarius Tony, like in these championship runs, they all played like well, where the you can't even get like what do you got to do to get pissed at a guy now? They win all these championships, and along the way, they all do something. We can't even really bag on a guy anymore. Even McCole Hardman had a good punt return earlier this year in a game that they needed. Right? So, I mean, yeah. like, you know, it just is what it is. I, I think Baltimore's favored, and for good reason. I think the question is, it appears that Lamar Jackson is playing quarterback, the passing part of the game at a higher level than he ever has, and that he is – a good passer. A very good passer. I don't think he's a great passer, but he's a very good passer that also has great running skills, a really good, talented offense around him, and a super defense. And that might be enough to get it done. They're a well-coached team. They know what they're doing. There's a reason why they're favorites. They should be favorites. I think home field advantage now. Eric Eager will tell you the mass says is about a point and a half. So, you know, take that. They're a two-point favorite over the Chiefs. I actually don't think that's enough. I think Baltimore's played at a higher level, crisper, cleaner football through most of this year. You are getting hosed. You are paying a Patrick Mahomes tax to only get three and a half. I think the Chiefs ought to be catching five or five and a half, six, just short of seven. I don't think it should be at seven, but I think the spread should be higher. Now, is it a Patrick Mahomes tax because now we're down to just three games left to bet on? And so the odds makers are shifting gears. They don't have 15 other games to draw your attention with. They know you're all going to bet this game. And so they're having to tax Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for past success. And so that number's been brought down. Or am I wrong? And they're begging you to bet Baltimore. Because they think the Chiefs are going to be, this game is going to be a field goal one way or the other. And they're begging you to bet Baltimore. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know that I haven't figured out. But I know the Chiefs still do screwy things. But they are seemingly playing their best football. And there is more there. I said before the playoffs started, and I'll stand by it and be thrilled to announce and, and break down and dissect why I was wrong. I don't see any way they can win four games in a row against playoff opponents. I don't. I, I don't see how they can do it. I still, right now, if you want to line up the next four games, they're not going to win four in a row against playoff opponents. The good news is somehow they've already got two out of the way and they only have to win two now. I still don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to need some things to go their way, but I will say this. I don't know that we've seen a game where everything goes their way yet, have we? 
No. And so if that happens in one of the next two weeks, they could get it done. They could get it done. They do have the greatest player that maybe has ever lived because of what he does with his legs that Tom Brady could never do. And that's a pretty good place to start. 9133-810-810. Uh, we got a lot of folks lining up. You can grab a line as one person drops off. Uh, a line opens up. 9133-810-810. You can hit me up on the Twitter as well. At- it's No Hangovers May with Greenlight Dispensary. Enjoy their flower specials all month long by visiting one of their four KC area locations. Or check out their AI bud tenders at greenlightdispensary.com. That's greenlightdispensary.com. Seren Petro, you're in the program. Chiefs win, but they're still goofy, man. They're still goofy, but it's been one hell of a ride. Can we call this a successful season now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. Is it okay? Is it you know? Yes. We can, you know, come off our our old man porch. Now everybody would say conference championship game. I will. I'm sure there's some boo out there. Joy, successful season's a championship. Oh, shut up. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. The phone number. Uh, let's start in Jersey. Sean from Jersey's in the program. What's going on, Sean? Yo, Saran, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, Victory Monday, Victory Monday. Yes, sir. Um, listen, uh, all I got to say is uh, I'm glad we beat the Buffalo Bills. To me, I don't know if everybody feels the same way, but Josh Allen is a good quarterback, but he's overrated. He tries to do too much, and it didn't work for him yesterday. Um, all I got to say is that the defense is playing good, the running game is playing good. Pacheco is a silent assassin. And if they continue to run him the way they are running him, Baltimore may be in trouble. I think we have a good chance to go up in Baltimore and beat them. With this run game and with this, you know, average pass game. It's, and, and MBS stepped up yesterday, obviously. So, it was a complete game. It was a good game. And I, I just think that we have the tools to get to the Super Bowl game. I love the way the Chiefs are playing, and I love what they're doing. It's postseason. Pat Mahomes is phenomenal in the postseason. So let's go, Chiefs, and I'll listen to you off there. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Sean. And, yeah, listen, we've said it all along. Coming into this, they had about an 8 to 12% chance, and maybe that's erroneous because Patrick Mahomes is the difference maker. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes competes with everything he's got in every game he plays. I don't think there's some extra level that he goes to. And they were beaten six times, you know, in the regular season with Patrick Mahomes. I, in my opinion, that's why when people are like, well, Pat's got to play better. Maybe Pat's got to make better decisions, but he'll do that if others around him play better. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I don't think he goes to another level. I think what's happened is those around him have gotten better. MVS caught the ball a couple of times. Yeah, You know, if he can trust Valdez Gantling to catch the football, then when he's the open receiver, he can throw him the ball, right? When they, If they can get the run game going, you know, then all the play actions and all the other things, they all start to work better. If they've got to gang up and take hold for just a count while the fake goes to, to 
you know, Isaiah Pacheco, then he gets a little bit more room to work with with where he throws the ball. I, I believe that Patrick Mahomes, like, he, does he have good days and bad days? Sure. Is he off sometimes? Yes. He wasn't perfect on every throw in this game, but he's really good on almost all of them. The key is for the other 21 starters and the special teamers to play at a higher level. And a great example of that was yesterday, the, the second big, long pass to, to MVS, he does the nearly impossible. Buffalo gets exactly what they want. They get two free runners coming off Mahomes' right side. He just kind of steps up around, kind of dips his shoulder a little bit to avoid the contact, throws an amazing pass on the run right on the hands for MVS. If he drops that ball, you're like, you don't even think about that play moving forward because uh, he dropped the ball. I can't believe he has this. But because he caught it, it was a huge play, and you get to relive that and, and say why that's one of the reasons they won. Yeah. It's, it's, it's un, it's, <laughs> you still have to make the play on the other end, and yesterday, for the most part, they made those plays. The margin was razor thin in this game. And on the topic of... of could have been could have been more. Could have been yeah. 10, as we know. Could have, yeah. Harman could, have, could have had less of a margin. You know, could have a wider margin, but they do their goofy crap. Ten guys. <laughs> There were ten guys on the field on the for the yeah. for the fake punt. Amazing. I mean, uh, I, I, maybe I'm. You know, did anybody ever watch the show Coach? Oh yeah. You know the like the last season they had him win the national championship, and he's going along and they they won every game and they're doing it, they're winning by all these goofy ways and he's like, you know, he's like all bummed out and his wife's like, what's the problem? He's like, we're not this good. You're like, I, I don't know why these things keep happening. She's like, well, quit questioning it and just roll with it. Well, maybe it's time. There you go. Maybe that's what's going on here. <laughs> to the point about other players stepping up around Mahomes, the, I think the line in particular, now there was still a, a Creed bowling ball on a shotgun snap, oh God, but yes. the, the blocking, uh, one particular play, I think it was after the, the Chiefs um, held him on the, on the fake punt, the sweep to Pacheco to the left was some of the most just – eloquent blocking I've ever seen. They were polling Creed Humphrey and Romo said this a million times it's not often you see them pull the, the center and I only remember one, I may be missing one, I only remember one offensive line penalty too. So they only had two penalties for the game. And, and so, and that's a huge point. Now one of them, there was probably one, I know there was at least one that they had a they were they got where they lost eight yards and they had a penalty on it as well and it got declined so there were only two penalties accepted yeah and and that's you know so I mean they that I think is a huge part of of it's not necessarily elevating your game to to where you're you're playing stronger or harder it's that you're being smarter you know you're not making mental errors and McColl of course did but I, I the lack of mental errors I think I came away with. Yeah. From this game. No, I, I think the rest of the team is playing better around Patrick Mahomes. Travis, you're in the program. What's going on, Travis? Hey, what's up, guys? I think my favorite part of the game was the double tackle penalty um, where Jawan Taylor got called for the illegal hands in the face and then uh, Donovan Smith got called for holding on the same play. I on a play where they was... lost five yards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that that, that might have been the one I, that I got declined. Kind of summed yeah. up the season right there. Uh, At the end of the first uh, quarter. No, so, so, or first half. I, I was super. Uh, I'm super impressed with how they played. Um, did I, Sorin, Did you get a chance to watch the uh, Dan Orlovsky Ryan Clark argument on Get Up today? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it today. What happened? So Orlovsky was went on there and said um, that he felt bad for Josh Allen because Josh Allen played out of his mind and his team let him down. And Ryan Clark was like, "Wait a minute, like." He, he, the team made some mistakes, but when he had a chance to go win it, he didn't do it. 
uh, that's the difference between him and Pat Mahomes. And Mahomes has a chance to win it. You know, he goes and he makes the play and wins it. Josh Allen doesn't make the play. Well, um, I, I think that's. I think that's. Listen, last year. Patrick Mahomes had the ball down four against the Buffalo Bills, and on his first throw, he threw a pick. Right? He he does it way more than Josh Allen does it, but he doesn't. Even he's not perfect. Like, but your point, your point is valid. It, it, I I would recommend go listening to it. Okay. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And then um, this team kind of reminds me of the eighteen Patriots. Like this scenario with them going into Baltimore. You know, everybody's talked about Baltimore all year. Um, the Patriots weren't really on anybody's radar. I mean, everybody knew they were good, but they weren't like world beaters. And then they came into Arrowhead and kind of ended the story um, in 18. Yeah. I could see a scenario where Pat leads the Chiefs into Baltimore and they and they get it done. Um, I look. I think the biggest issue, the biggest thing that I'm going to be looking at going into the game, the Baltimore game, is not necessarily the Tooney injury. I think the Woody Gay one is more significant for me. Um, I thought Nick Bolton did not have a great game last night. I kind of felt like he, the run game, I thought he would be a lot more effective in. And, and um, the whole defense just kind of got shoved around last night. Yeah, so I, 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 I put, I'm with you, Travis, on that front. I, I see it more as a D-line problem, though. Then, like, no linebacker blows up a guard and then makes the tackle at the line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah, well, if, if you're going to yeah. make, if, if you're going to, if a linebacker's having a great day, you show me a middle linebacker that has a great day, and I'll show you a D line that had a good day. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, what do you think it was with the, with the D line last night? They just acted like they had no juice whatsoever. Um, I, I, I get the sense. That's a great point, and Travis. Thank you for the call. I want to get uh, get to some more people here, but I, I I get the sense that the plan was to contain Josh Allen, not to just go hell bent, you know, and, and maybe leave a, a lane for him to take off running. And then it didn't work. And then they were like really second guessing themselves. Like he's still running on us and we're playing a contain a contained rush and yet he's still finding lanes. Like it's okay. Like Steve Spagnuolo has had a brilliant day against Miami. He owned Miami. Sometimes, you know, the other scholarship players on the other team, they they get paid too. They got us. You know, and they got them a little bit. Doesn't mean that the defense is broken and they can't beat the Ravens. And it just means that that day, hey, Brady had some stuff ready for him, you know, and they got, they got gotten. I think you saw even a little of, of Spagnolo. I don't know if he'd say this, but I think you saw a little bit after the, it was the touchdown to um, Shakur, or Shakir, I'm sorry, um, in the front corner of the end zone, I think it was when the Bills took the lead for the last time before the Chiefs retook it, and the camera showed Spagnolo on the sideline, and he just kind of has this this face of, wow, that was just really good, and he's still kind of clapping and, and bringing his guys back to the sideline, and I, I wonder if that was going through his head like, they're just good. Well, I mean, they did give up 235 yards in the first half and just 133 in the second. I mean, they got better as the game mm-hmm. went along. It took a little while, but they got better. So, after losing guys, yeah, losing two starters on defense, they played better in the second half. And and let's not forget that that they did lose. Yeah, yeah. and they're down. And one of the starters they lost now put them down to a third string safety, right? And Chamari Connor, and yet they still had enough to hold them to 133 he yards in the really second well. half. He did, and 133 yards in each half is a 266 yard day. That's a great day. Yep. So the second half was fine. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Jim, you're in the program. What's up, Jim? Hey, Saran. Hey, sorry to hear about your fall. I know I'm a big guy, and if I go to fall, I'll oh. break. I'll grab a toddler or an eight year old woman to break my fall. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> there was no one. There was no one to grab, and just fatty fall oh, down, okay. and go boom for me. Gotcha. No, I was wondering. You know, whenever Hardman, um, you know, on his play, I don't know how they overturned that call because to me, it, it was not irrefutable uh, proof. I mean. How do you tell exactly where his butt is on the ground? I, I could not. I mean, if they would have called it the other way, I don't think you could overturn it if they called it a touchback. But how do you overturn that? It did not look like it was. I, I felt like uh, you what, could tell that, I, like you know, when when he hit the ground. To me, you could see like there's like almost like a reverberation or whatever. And I, I thought he was up. I think they got it right personally. I don't think he was oh. down. What about Spagnola? You know, he, he where is he where is he on the Mount Rushmore of defensive coordinators? I mean, he, he's got to be up there with all the playoff wins that he's got now. Yeah. What, what do you think on him? I, I think he is. I think that's a great point, Jim. And thank you for the call. And thanks for your your thoughtful uh, commentary on my crash. Don't be a toddler around Jim. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's the key. And, and your warning, yeah, to those around you. Yeah, be careful when you're around him. Uh, I, I listen. He's got championships with the Giants, or one championship one. Uh, with the Giants, and he's got multiple championships with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think he's outstanding. Been to four Super Bowls and won three of them. It's pretty good. It looks pretty good to me. I, I believe that he deserves a, another shot as a head coach too. I don't think he's. I don't know that he's going to get it. You don't hear anybody talking mm-hmm. about him. Mm-mm. But like, even if you, one of the reasons why I would give him a shot as a head coach is because. This, you know, it's not the Lions with all kinds of top five picks. You know, Chris Jones, he inherited a great player who was a second round pick initially, right? Let's not forget yeah, that. Right. But George Karloftis was 30, 21, I think is where they moved up to get Trent McDuffie. But Legere Sneed's a fourth round pick. Nick Bolton's a second round pick. Michael Dana's a fourth round pick. Derek Nottie's a third round pick. The other corners are lower. You know, I mean, he's not. This isn't the guy who sailed in after some dimwit and been coaching the team for four years, and they've got four first-round picks on his side of the ball, four top-five yeah. picks on his side of the ball. As good as they were, the, the, the rave early 2000 Ravens, you look and you're like, first round, first round, first round, first round, first round, second round, first round, high-money free agent. This yeah. is different than that, way different than that. I think great defensive coordinators are great with the coverage units, and he's great with the coverage units. You know? yeah. And he clearly develops players. So... I don't know why you wouldn't give the guy a shot. I think partially because he's failed once and he's older. And everybody wants the new flavor. Because there's more ceiling. I mean, there's a limit to what a ceiling is. Do I think you're going to hire Steve Spagnuolo and win five championships in six years? No. And if I were Steve Spagnuolo, you know, I, I, I can only guess what he's making one and a half to four million, somewhere in that range. My guess would be two, two and a half. I don't, I don't know what it is, but that would be my guess. As opposed to taking a head coaching job at four or five and not having a quarterback, eh, for everybody, it, it's fun coaching when Patrick Mahomes is on your side. For everybody, it's fun that way. Uh, let's get to Rodney. You're in the program, Rodney. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Serena? Uh, I like to accept my compliment as a football junkie. Yes, I will be putting that on the hoodie. There you go. There you go, my friend. Hey, and um, as a football junkie, I wanted to uh, make a big point because what you said was you had two great points that I want to. I want all other football junkies to understand when when you mentioned the um, the window dressing of the Chiefs offense. 
it's a reason why they do that. And I, and one play that I would go back to is Travis Kelsey being wide open for the touchdown. Everybody on that Bills defense except one safety that was on the other deep on the other side of the field ran straight down to Rasheed Rice for the screen. I think it was Rasheed Rice and McCole Hardman. They went right down to him for that bubble screen, and Kelsey just leaked out, sitting in behind everyone. And you have a safety looking like, well, why would y'all go there? And so you look at it like, dude, they going to hit us with the bubble screen. They got two offensive linemen and three tight ends over here. Hey, we got enough guys over here to, uh, to try to cover for this. So, yes, we're going to go for the, the bubble screen, and that's how Kelsey ended up being wide open. So you, you saw the flow to the ball. And I think that's why they do a lot of window dressing. And you, you had a, you made a point about that because that's how Isaiah Pacheco is literally running down also the offensive line. But when they running down the downhill like that, they looking at the other guy that's coming around. You know, they saw what, what Isaiah Pacheco did against Miami when he got the direct snap. If you look at the other angle, just to say hypothetically, he pitched the ball to Mahomes. There's nobody over there. He could have skipped his way into the end zone. Yeah. But the window dressing makes a very, very logical point. But the biggest point that you said to me is when you mentioned the interview process. And it's like, this is why they interview these guys and ask them certain questions. Because I do agree. People do bonehead things. If you understand football enough, come on now. You're getting paid. You're at the highest level in the world in football. You know good and well for your size. Dude, don't stretch it out. If you would look at it, he should have cut in early when you had Donovan Smith who filled up the inside. And you had your tight end filling out the other outside. Cut that ball in and dive into the end zone. Everybody was flowing to the sideline. Cut it in and get the touchdown. But you continue going on the outside. That's to me, that's, that's not recognition to me. But also on the flip side, Josh Allen. Someone should have known by now that he likes to play hero ball. He likes to play hero ball, and that's the difference between him and Mahomes. And I know everybody's jumping down Tyler Bass' throat for him missing the field goal, but I don't even think he would have had that long of a field goal if Josh Allen would have hit Stephon Diggs, who was coming wide open on the up over the, with the over round. Like, you see these guys right here. He wanted the touchdown. He wanted to go for the home run. At some point, you have to say, dude, look what's in front of you. Yeah. Come down methodically. So when people think, well, okay, let's just say hypothetically, if Tyler Bass made that kick, as a football junkie, I'm looking at and they're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes in his offense if they wanted to. The first game play gave up eight yards. Yeah. And on top of that, so, so if he makes that kick, most likely they're going to be in a prevent defense for a cover four. And they're going to look at it. Sean McDonald said, I, mean, I got to put pressure on Mahomes. Good luck doing the cover zero. Look at the last time you did a cover zero blitz all the time. When she right come across that middle, that, Mahomes hit Rasheed Rice for a five-yard pass to turn it to a 30-yard game. You, come on now. You're not getting – even if you made that field goal, you was, it was easy for them. With two touchdowns, with a minute 40 left, bruh, they getting down the field goal range and bumping, making the, making the field goal easy. Yeah. So, it, 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 to me, it was, it was, the game was inevitable. It was, they was going to win the regards, all because, to me, by my opinion, Josh Allen tried to play hero ball. And that's what it was. He was trying to play hero ball. Yeah, we, and my last point. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, my, my last point. 
If I could pick a weakness out of the Baltimore Ravens, because I feel like this team, the Chiefs in, in, in Baltimore are pretty much dead even. We can go down to each and every position group, and I think they're just dead even all the way around. But the one weakness I say that they have is I look back at the Texans game, Nico Collins was tearing them up in the inside, in the intermediate middle, middle of the field. And that's, to me, I think that's their biggest weakness because they always talk about how they uh, how they stand at safety because of injuries. And that's the Chiefs' biggest strength. When she likes coming across the middle, I don't see Baltimore. I think Baltimore's going to have a hard time stopping that. But I wanted to hear your point on that. All right. I appreciate it, Rodney. Thank you for the call, buddy. It's always good to hear from you. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. It's No Hangovers May with Greenlight Dispensary. Enjoy their flower specials all month long by visiting one of their four KC area locations. Or check out their AI bud tenders at greenlightdispensary.com. That's greenlightdispensary.com. We'll talk more about that next here on the program. You're listening to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Take as many phone calls as we can here in this first hour, 913-310-810. We'll talk to Adam Teicher next hour. More of your phone calls after Adam. So we don't get to you now. We'll try to get to you then. Let's go to Keith, waiting patiently. You're on the program, Keith. What's going on, buddy? Hey, good afternoon. It's first-time caller here, so I've been listening to, your pro- listening to your program since 2014. You're the man. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind? Uh, the play on Harvin, you know, I, just, I really don't blame him for fumbling the ball, but I more or less blame the play call with, with Harvin. He looks like he's got a little giddy up in his, or lip in his giddy up. And he got first down three yards ago. Just run your basic stuff, I think. Well, and I'll, and I'll say it again, and thank you for the call, Keith. I mean, their basic stuff is not very basic, and to make the basic stuff work, Part of the reason why it works is there are different components of every play that draw defenders away. And they don't just pitch him the ball Oklahoma 1978 style, right? There's a lot going on there. Jazzu Jay, you're in the program. What's going on, Jay? Hey, sir, I never doubted. Not for one second. <laughs> Not for one second. Nope. <laughs> no. As far as we know. <laughs> yeah, all right. There, there might have been a Tippins pie that was uh... – you know, stress eating during the game, but uh, almost did the whole pie yesterday. But with that, Saran, I just wanted to say this, two things. One, I think Vegas doesn't know how to peg the Chiefs when it comes to spreads. I think Mahomes is a real outlier. The Chiefs are an outlier, and it's just incredibly hard, even with all the brain talent they have, setting those lines and those spreads and, and all the computer power. They just can't figure the Chiefs out. So I, I think it's hard to read in too much into this uh, uh, spread of three points come Sunday. So, and I just want to ask you this. My biggest fear is, and I think you saw this with the Texans, and you saw this a little bit with the Packers, and I hope this isn't true with the Chiefs. I hope this wasn't the Chiefs' Super Bowl yesterday. I hope they saved some energy for Baltimore because, man, they were pretty fired up yesterday, and they're on the road playing in the cold again. I Point being, do you think this team has anything left in the tank outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for Baltimore this weekend? I, I think that's a great question because what but happened after they uh, – gone, Jazzy wow. Jake. Uh, that shoot. I, uh, they, after the 13-second game, they lost the next week to the Bengals. They had a half of football in them, and then they played one of the worst halves of football they played in the Patrick Mahomes era in the second half of the AFC Championship game against the Bengals. The, the tank being on empty – 
Yes, I absolutely worry about that. It was certainly a less stressful game that the Baltimore Ravens played against the Houston Texans. So. And they have a day, extra day of rest. Yeah. And they're home. So, yes, I, I, right. I think that's a concern. Now, if there's any team in the NFL right now that can muster up the what it takes, you would think it would be the defending champions, uh, a team that's got many players that have won two championships, that have played in three Super Bowls. Like, if anybody knows how to get back up for another big game, you would think it would be this team. But, I mean, they've... They've somewhat been in playoff mode for five or six weeks already now. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a real concern. I mean, a lot was spent in that game. All right, how many teams have had 180 yards rushing, 180 yards passing, and no turnovers and lost in the postseason? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.